Hi everyone. Before we get into today's episode, I actually wanted to take a minute and give a shout out to somebody who wrote me a really awesome review. So I'm going to read it if that's okay. This kind of stuff like fuels my fire and I think it's so cool and it just makes me want to keep making more episodes for you guys and having these awesome guests on. So this review was written by Films by Dan and the title is Highly Meditated is Highly Entertaining. (laughs) This is a great podcast for those undergoing a period of self-discovery. You'll hear the experiences of others as they overcome their challenges in their life and stories that led them to greater enlightenment and inner peace. While we do not all experience the same things in life, we all experience the same feelings, doubt, regret, fear, sadness, and happiness. These emotions are what connect us. Danny and her guests share their stories and connect to us as humans through our common spirituality. It's entertaining and definitely worth checking out. So sweet. Thank you, Films by Dan, for the review. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Highly Meditated. I am your host, Danny, and today I'm joined by my friend, Tacey. Hello. Tacey is a, well, she's a business owner. She's a healer. She's a holistic healer. So she's a Reiki master and a yoga teacher, and she also, she does some other stuff. Yeah. Want to talk about it? Sure. Sure. Um, Yeah. So I um, am a Reiki master, like you said, and I am a certified massage therapist. So that's kind of where it all started. And I am certified in myofascial release and cupping therapy. And I also own kind of another little section of my business is sapphire healing malas. So I make handmade malas Hmm. and bracelets. Cool. Yeah. How long have you had your own business? Well, I've had the mala business for about two-ish, three-ish years maybe, officially. And then I just started my healing business about four months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize it was that new. Yeah, it's cool. pretty new. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was just pretty soon after I did my myofascial release training and I um, decided to get out of the deep tissue Swedish massage world because it was breaking me down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I, your your wrists and your hands, you mean? And my body and everything. Yeah, I yeah. would just go home at the end of the day and be absolutely dead and drained and have no energy for anything else, and it was not fun. Yeah. So then I would like cut my hours back, and um, the the like annoying part was that like not to sound cocky, but like. I like I'm naturally pretty good at it and like I had mm-hmm. a full booked schedule people were, like waiting and like all you know really wanted to see me and really liked me and so it was harder to walk away from mm-hmm. but like I just knew it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing and it just literally hurt my soul yeah <laughs> so I was like okay I have to, and you know it's hard to walk away from a really good study paycheck to, for like, sure I know you know but when I had to think about like taking care of myself and my overall well-being I had to yeah get get the heck out of there so I did that and tried it then threw myself into just creating my own business and started looking for spaces to rent and my friend and fellow healer Katie has a space and so I share that space with her yeah I'm there the beginning of the week and she's there the last the last part of the week and actually it's in the building of another chiropractor so I just can't get away from chiropractors there you go <laughs> but I love what they do so it, it sort of you know meshes yeah that's cool there were a couple people in my <clears throat> Reiki class that like you were previously mm. massage therapists but they wanted to do non-hands-on healing uh, I guess okay interesting so, and actually my master teacher is a certified massage therapist and she does she does both in her sessions okay but. yeah and I, I definitely incorporate massage into my sessions I think that that's a pretty general path, you know, yeah. kind of like a, a common path, I should say, to take because you have to be comfortable working, you know, like mm-hmm. on or near someone's body. And that's a, it's even yeah. easier to do Reiki, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, well, so I've not talked about this on the podcast before officially. Oh, okay. Even though I've mentioned it in like every episode. <laughs> okay. Can you tell everyone what Reiki is? <laughs> yeah, totally. So Reiki is... um energy healing and it's um so it's it's mean so it just so as you get attuned into reiki your chakra your crown chakra becomes opened and you're able to 
bring in direct source energy through that chakra into you and then I you know tell people out through my palm chakras so out kind of through anywhere but specifically you're directing it through the palm chakras and then I I do hands-on so I lay hands on the body and then from there you're the you know, um, client's body takes it and sends that energy wherever it needs to go in the body. So even if I have my hands on, you know, your head or your hips or your legs, it doesn't matter because the body will take it and send it where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, love, light, pure source energy, nothing negative, bad can ever come along with it. And mm-hmm. it's um, healing and, you know, really relaxing and so some people will just come in to simply relax and let that energy just soothe them Uh, other people will come in for you know specific physical ailments which you know are always associated with emotional or mental ailments that sometimes they're not aware of and sometimes people will come in the other way right and they'll have Mm -hmm. um emotional mental ailments and then that'll show up in the physical so Mm -hmm. yeah does that explain that yeah cool okay okay. (laughs) do you I guess um do you get a lot of clients that aren't sure what it is still or do you feel like it's well known enough now you get people coming to you specifically for Reiki no I get a lot of people coming to me for like more manual work so okay massage myofascial Mm -hmm. um and then which, you know, myofascial is absolutely 100% also energetic work. There's no mm-hmm. separation there. But when people come in for myofascial, they think, oh, okay, massage. They think like a real manual physical thing, which it isn't. But it's hard to, you know, make people understand what it is. But but they, they come in for that. And then, you know, anytime I put my hands on someone's body, in my mind, I'm sending them Reiki energy. And so just at the beginning of every session, whether they've come in for specifically for Reiki or not, they'll leave with some Reiki energy mm-hmm. when I, when they're done. So, so a lot of people mostly come in for the more manual work. Yeah. Sure. And then they'll, I'll explain to them that, Hey, my energy sessions inc- incorporate all these other things and we might do some of this as well. Sure. And so if I'm doing more specific, just Reiki, yeah, we'll get into more, you know, like visualizations and chakras and things like that. But sure. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so to take a little step back, yeah. have you always been headed down this path of holistic healing or did you dabble in other stuff yeah definitely I was not down this path um (laughs) I was worked with kids pretty much my entire working career so I was a um, lifeguard a swim teacher a camp counselor you know a coach I went to school for at the U for psychology and ended up in behavior therapy working with kids with autism and it was Somehow I find myself always in these careers of like full physical burnout. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was another one. So, um, you know, behavior therapy was rewarding, but so, so challenging physically and mentally. I worked both in a center and in home therapy and lasted about three years and again, just had to walk away from that. And then from there, I went to like a coaching program with kids and then a preschool. So I worked at Kinderberry Hill for a while as mm-hmm. a preschool teacher. And then I just was like, oh my God, I have to somehow change everything. And the only way I know how to do that is to leave Minnesota. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, how else do you change your life? And like move across the country. <laughs> so my husband and I packed up and moved over to San Diego and lived there for a while. And um, then, so I had done my teacher training. Your yoga teacher. My yoga teacher training things, yeah. In um, while I was still teaching at Kinderberry. Oh, okay. And then I my teacher training experience was a little bit rough, not the best training. Yeah, it was. That's so wild because I just had that episode with Sydney. That was. I know, and I listened to her, and I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Mine was like the worst. Yeah. Wait, so did you did you go somewhere? I went to Costa Rica for two weeks, um, like two plus weeks, and. Yeah, it was just bad. It was the um, the instruction was the anatomy instruction was non-existent. I mean, it was it was oh. it was a joke. It was so bad. And I mean, it was like they pretended like it was there, but this guy was like in marketing for thirty years and was the husband of the wife. And it was just Aww. yeah. So we were all just like a couple people left like the second day because they were like so disappointed in it. Oh. 
So anyways, I like stuck it out. I was like, I want my certificate. I'm here. I paid all this money. I'm just going to like do it. Mm-hmm. So I came home and it just like took me a while to integrate it and and to sort of get over this. I had this expectation of going to teacher training in Costa Rica and it's going to be this amazing, beautiful experience. Yeah, and then you'll be And like it wasn't, person. you know, yeah. and yeah, I'll be a new person. I'll be a yoga teacher. Oh my gosh. You know, like <laughs> I was totally like the, the person that like fan, like thought their yoga teachers were just like holier than thou, like the most amazing yeah. people. And uh, anyway, so I came back, didn't teach right away. I taught a couple classes at Kinderbury for my like fellow teachers just to like play around with that which was good so then we moved to San Diego and then that's where I started teaching and just like did some front desk stuff at a studio got myself in there and then started teaching uh, like yeah level one classes and from there and then I was trying to think about like when I decided hey I'm gonna be spiritual and like go down this path (laughs) and I can't pinpoint it like I can't be like "Hmm." but I mean obviously it was yoga that brought me yeah the practice itself brought me into that like space of it and I definitely started for physical reasons I think as a lot of people do and Mm -hmm. stuck with it because that high you get when you leave and you're just Mm -hmm. like so zenned out and you feel so good and um yeah so then I did a Reiki training in San Diego my first one yeah cool yeah. Do you want to talk about your Reiki training? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I actually did all three of my attunements at different places. Oh. Yeah. So I did my first one in San Diego, and it was like a three-day training. Like, it was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was with this kind of amazing hippie woman, older woman named Sandra. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. So it was fine. It was like in this little Tibetan healing center, it was called, and we just like, you know, she like taught us all the things, and we had like a full day of practice which was pretty cool and yeah um you know I had to go home and like self-heal every night and mm-hmm. that was cool it was good and then I think from there like everything just exploded my mind was just like what is all this you know like mm-hmm. I learned more about the chakras there I learned about spirit guides there I learned sort of everything and all at the same time and I my, my husband Ryan was out of town and I like sat at we had no furniture in our San Diego apartment yet and I was like sitting on the floor on a blanket like t- posting this blog post about like Reiki and how like <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. (laughs) And then I didn't really do it or come back to it for, like, two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I took this, like, big hiatus where I just really focused on teaching and living in San Diego and, like, having a lot of fun and um, traveling. We traveled a lot there. And then we moved back two years later. Mm -hmm. So a year ago now. and Back to St. Paul. Back to St. Paul. Thank you. <laughs> and um, I was like, all right. I, yeah. Oh, and I went to massage school in San Diego. and Oh, gotcha. So that okay. happened too. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then I was like, you know, in the like the body work world. And so then I was like more. And then I was realizing, hey, this is kind of a lot of work on my body. I need to maybe go back to Reiki and here's something I could do that's less physically intense. Mm-hmm. And so I went and got my level two attunement in excelsior minnesota okay and it was just me and the teacher because no one else signed up oh whoa. so it was awesome yeah i had like a one-on-one and we just um you know she taught me all the level two things and we did some practice and that was that so then i did you know did a lot more like on friends and family and i wasn't quite doing it yet and i was started to try to offer it at the chiropractor i was at mm-hmm. but it was in bloomington minnesota and like kind of an older crowd so not as, like, open-minded, and no one knew what the heck I was talking about. Like, yeah. hey, let's do Reiki. <laughs> and they're like, what the heck is that, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I did my level three master training at Green Lotus with David Healy, who's oh, cool. so cool. I've heard of Green Lotus. Yeah, they have a lot of different studios around the Twin Cities, but he he's just cool. He's, like, this big, like, tattooed, like... You just, you would never see him and think, Reiki master, like amazing yeah. <laughs> guy, you know, but he is. And I think that's so fun. So yeah, he taught sweet. me so much in like three hours, like almost more than I learned in my first two. So really? Yeah. And we did like 40, no, that's probably an exaggeration, <laughs> like maybe like 20 ish attunements because we kept practicing them on each other, like to, to tune new students, right? Oh, as a master. Yeah. yeah so in master training, you learn how to right. attune people for their level one attunement. And so you're literally just like. He kept being like, eat, like he was just like shoving food and water down our throats. So because we were like all like woozy and like, oh my God, that, just yeah. like floaty and like drinking water and people had to like take breaks. And it was intense. that's a lot of energy. Yeah, wow. it was huge. But it was. And then I actually had to go to a water park for a friend's birthday right after that. Oh. So it was like a little trippy. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's man. kind of the that Reiki journey. And sure. I did my myofascial release training nine days of that. If you're listening and you want to do my myofascial training, please don't do it in nine days straight. It's really <laughs> intense. Um, so they do vacation series where they do level one unwinding and level two. Okay. And I was like, cool. I'm totally like that. Like, yeah, like yoga teacher training in two weeks. Like, let's get it done. Let's do it. Um, didn't learn my lesson in the yoga teacher training and I didn't learn my lesson again. It's amazing. And you get all the information, but it's just a lot physically and mentally, more mentally and emotionally. And like you're, I had a lot of people came from out of town and stayed at a hotel mm-hmm. so they just like got to go to their hotel at the end of the night and like let it all sink in I just like go back and like do my dishes you know right because <laughs> it yeah. was in Minneapolis you weren't on vacation no yeah. I was like so <laughs> I just like go teach and stuff so but yeah. it was it was a lot and my office release is absolutely mind-blowing can when you, you go yeah. more in depth about mm-hmm. it okay totally <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm just rambling though so stop uh, no, me no no you're <laughs> okay. good so my official release is um body work but it's hands-on body work and it's directly you know hands-on skin so um you know often we have clients wear like a, a bathing suit or you know just like a sports bra and real small shorts or something because you really have to get to the skin and it's different than body work in that it's much lighter and much more gentle of a touch and it's a hold Right. So Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to release um, what it does is release the fascial system and the fascial system is that like white connective tissue that like, you know, Mm -hmm. you see on a piece of chicken or something um, that goes through your whole body in every system over through muscle, bone, everything like it is the whole body. And it should be wants to be like really fluid and moving and adjusting with your body. But through trauma, which we all go through. Birth, first of all, is the first first trauma, physical trauma and emotional trauma we go through. Not that it's a bad thing, trauma not being a negative word, just being like a physical impact on the body. Yep. And it re- creates restrictions and tightens and hardens the fascia. Okay. And so if my left hip has a trauma and I have a you know, really restricted fascia there, my right hip and so my left hip is like you know being pulled down my right hip is higher my left shoulder is being pulled my right my right shoulder is higher so your skeleton is totally in dysfunction and it's not in the right place and then also the fascia hardens and you can't nutrients blood everything can't get through to those spaces so things are you know malnourished and in a sense and so what myofascial does is that I'll put my hands on and say, you know, I'll cross up my wrists and put both palms, let's see, on the chest. And <clears throat> I will just let the hands, you know, John Barnes, who's the guy who created it and mm-hmm. my teacher, he says, allow your hands to melt in like they're melting into clay, like soft clay. And then after they sort of settle in through the muscle, through the like skin and tissue into the fascia, then you can start to you know, release it in a sense that so I would I would take my hands and pull them apart, mm-hmm. but not sliding on the skin. So I'm never moving my hands on the skin. There's no oil, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. If you slide on the skin, he's, you know, like all about like, yo, you ruined it. Start over. You know, you have to start <laughs> over. There's no, there's no sliding. <laughs> so, so yeah. And so you sink in and then you, you know, just gently. And it's amazing because, as, and it's a five minute hold at least. It takes mm-hmm. five minutes to get into and let the fascia release. And over the five minutes as the therapist, sometimes as the, you know, client, you'll feel the sometimes really large releases. And you can almost think of it as like this pop or this like pull, a separation of the fascia becoming unstuck and yeah it's amazing and um over time like at the five or six minutes my hands will probably be over on you know the outer shoulders but I haven't slid at all that's just your fascia opening and releasing oh crazy yeah it's pretty amazing and um also with that comes the emotional mental component because there's with trauma there's always you know, going to be an emotional mental component as well. So that gets lodged and stuck in that stuck fascia. So there's a, there's an aspect to it. I won't go too deep into it, but it's called unwinding. And so the body can literally spontaneously unwind Mm -hmm. and move. So like, it would just like be like moving all around, um, because my fascia is unwinding on its own. And that is a, 
I will admit at first a little scary thing yeah. to see and witness. But the first time that my one of my coworkers was with me and she was like, TZ, you, I was sitting front row and I was literally like just gaping mouth open like what's happening <laughs> and she was like you were just like and I was like well it's so and you know and like guttural noises and yells and screams and people are bawling I mean it's really? it's this huge release Whoa. and just like when you see it then you think oh my god like that was just stuck inside that person mm. physically and mentally and we are all walking around with all of that in us yeah. You know, I mean, and so it's just like this. It, all you want to do is like just do myofascia all day long after you've had this training because you're like, just get it out of me. Like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. So, so yeah, that's myofascial. And then, and so, yeah, the um, a lot of PTs are trained in it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of massage therapists, you know, are trained in it. There's, there's, um, literally you could do myofascial training for the rest of your life and like never be done. There's internal work, like a lot of nurses do internal work know like pelvic floor work Mm -hmm. um there's you know it's tons and tons and tons of different you know trainings you could do on it and like John Barnes says it's the healthcare of the future because yeah um he showed us these amazing videos and amazing pictures of you know like people coming in this woman was using two canes and like couldn't walk you know couldn't walk down the hallway without being coming like completely overgo overcome with vertigo Mm. and by the end of two weeks with like you know three, three times a day, 30 minute myofascial session. So it's not like she was just one session, but intensive sessions. She was like running down the hallway, you know, yeah. with like no medication. Like, it, so it's like, you know, it's, a, it's, you go to these trainings and you leave and you're just like, Oh, mind my blown. mind is blown and my life is myofascial, you know? And then let's start life came, comes back and you're like, okay, yeah. but there's also other things. So I just like to yeah. incorporate it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it's, it's energetic. It's also physical. That's really cool. Yeah. Their studio one has a myofascial release yoga class. They do. Do you teach one? I don't, but I haven't, and I've never been to it. I think mm-hmm. that that's probably a great idea. I'm sure it's done with like balls. Yeah. Like myofascial I, well, balls or. Somebody incorporated it into a yin yoga class that I was at and yeah, we used balls and stuff so, like that, but. Yeah, that's awesome. And I've never been to it. I'm sure it's amazing. I always kind of tell people that like yin is sort of doing myofascial for your own body because mm-hmm. in yin you're holding right in in order to yes stress the joints but also to sink into that fascial level mm-hmm. so yeah in a way you just have to it's the what the key is for mouth fascial is that it's the length of the hold so if you don't hold it for at least five minutes you haven't released this the you haven't gotten to a point where you can release the restriction gotcha Interesting. so i don't know yeah i don't know about that class if they're they're doing that but i mean anything you're going to do in that in that direction is going to be beneficial you know they have mm-hmm. these um they're called five inch balls and they're like almost like squish they're real soft but they're like plastic and mm-hmm. like that would be something you would lay on you know like i don't get me wrong like i love laying on a lacrosse ball like that feels so good you know like rubbing yeah. and your glutes and your back great um so but the that's a way different concept right because it's like hard and it's right. more like deep tissue so gotcha. and you know john bards would say that deep tissue or um typical massage is parking lot therapy so oh, that really? like when you get to the parking lot your muscles have just bounced right back mm-hmm. so you know everyone has their own school of thought yeah. i still do a lot of physical manual work on my clients you know massage deep tissue feels good and it's relaxing and it's yeah I think it's all part of it so for sure cool yeah (laughs) awesome um so I guess to touch on one of the last things you do Mm. is cupping Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people know about cupping because Olympians do it or or did at one point I don't know Michael Phelps yeah it got got trendy for a while there but I think there's more to it than what most people think so yeah (laughs) yeah and and I've actually you know when I got trained in it, I was totally just like, sweet, this is awesome, physical, does this and this and this. And as I do it more on people, it's teaching me how really energetic it is. Um, so so it's just the, you know, uh, you put the cup on and you suck out the air. And so the skin <laughs> is sucked up a little bit into the cup. And the, the problem with what we see in the media and specifically what we saw on Michael Phelps is that his cups were way too tight or on for way too long. So it should mm. not bruise you. Yeah. Second thing that's wrong with that Michael Phelps is that I don't know, I'm hating on Michael Phelps right now, but is that 
you should never get cups and jump into a pool. That is just like oh. absolutely the wrong thing to do because as the Chinese say, I always like to tell people that they're susceptible to wind. And so in, in wind in Chinese, in Chinese medicine terms is like the cold, you know, yep. and, and think of just like literally wind coming into those open cupping spots energy you know anything you're just allowing anything to come into your body because mm-hmm. you're so open and 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 they're ready to receive that so don't jump in a pool after you've gotten cups keep your cups covered keep your cups covered for at least two days and mm-hmm. so going back to what cupping does is that it um physically or you know western terms as i like to say it's the inverse of deep tissue so instead of pressing down onto the muscle mm-hmm. i'm pulling up from the muscle and I'm like allowing and pulling in this like rush of blood and fluid and chi as the Chinese say to come into that area and to clear and like you know um lubricate that space and um that's hugely beneficial in that if you have a huge knot or if you have a stagnant area in your body it's not getting those things at the Mm -hmm. moment so by putting the cup on there pulling up and making space you're able to flood that area that was so you know, cut off with all those nutrients. And, and then you can think of energetically, it's a huge way to release stagnant or stuck programs, stories, energy, anything that's in your body that you're not wanting to hold on to anymore that you don't even know is there. Like half the 90% of the stuff, energy in our body, we don't even know is hanging around. And you don't even have to know what you're releasing. You just have to be open and know that you're, you are releasing something and that whatever is going is meant to go. And, you know, some of my clients know and and can see and feel if they're more in tune to their bodies and their energy. Oh, like, oh man, yeah, this is what I'm letting go of. Some are just like, oh, I felt awesome. Cool. I feel great. You know? Yeah. So it just, it just depends on oh, man. your awareness. I need to do that. Yeah, you do. You have to I'm come stagnant. in and get them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all are stagnant. Very yeah. stagnant. It's amazing how, how good it feels. It just, it's just this like big, huge release and opening. Yeah. And it's like so quick, you know, this is, that's the quick fix everybody wants. Yeah. Cups. 30 minutes, you're in and out, you're done. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you just have to keep them covered. And then, you know, everybody, and so the goal of cupping, so what comes up instead of a bruise is called shaw. And mm-hmm. so that's just all that, you know, kind of stagnant junk coming up to the surface. And it's just a sort of reddy purplish color and it's like spotty. So it shouldn't be this like dark purple bruise, right? If it's a bruise, it's just a cup was too tight and yeah. on too long. And it's fine. It's not like you're going to, you know, get hurt from that. It's just not quite what we're going for. And <clears throat> then these marks will go away within, you know, four to five to six days, depending on your skin type. Mm-hmm. And after repeated treatments on that same area, the shawl will completely stop coming up. And so that's the goal of cupping is that you want to keep doing the cups on that area. You know, typically we see them on the back, but we could put them anywhere mm-hmm. um, until the shawl stops coming up because then, you know, you've relieved the stagnation from that space and it's free flowing. Cool. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's really fun. I love to do cupping. It's one of my favorite things to do. Really? Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, back when it was in the media, there were videos going around of, like, blood coming up. Fluid. Yeah, so that's actually a technique. That's, like, a legit technique. Yeah. Okay. I don't do that um, because I just haven't been really specifically trained in it, so I don't Mm want to do it. But, yeah, it's just called – I think it's called bloodletting or something like that. And just, like, an acupuncture needle sometimes brings up blood. So it's literally just because the two main things that we're trying to regulate in Chinese medicine are blood and chi. Mm -hmm. And so if you have access, you can have excess blood in any area, right? And so they're just kind of letting some of that out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can water cup, you know, if someone's like really dry or fragile or frail, put water in the cups and move them around the body. You can move the cups, you know, around, pull the, and sometimes that's what you feel, big lines of dark coloring that can be gua sha or cups. And yeah, again, it just like is about pulling up and letting go or like putting that fluid into the body if it's water and hydrating a person. Yeah. Cool. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) So much learning. Yeah. Chinese medicine is fascinating. My massage school was a Chinese medicine school. So I got this like little dose of it. Yeah. It's fascinating. And so you practice all of this at Thrive? Is that the name of it? Nope. Nope. I don't. I practice. I have a little space in St. Paul. Oh, okay. I just held a workshop at Thrive. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Thrive's amazing, though. Yeah. Shout out to Thrive. Wait, so uh, where, where do you practice at? What's it called? 
it's just well the <clears throat> excuse me the building is called a corner on health but it's oh. not really like a it's just a chiropractor her name is jenny she owns a space there an action acupuncturist they share the like lease on the building and then i just rent from her a sure. one room in the space cool. yeah so it's just in st paul it's kind of by like 94 in lexington cool yeah sweet it's a cute and little then... neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> and so you teach yoga at a couple places right three yeah three studios yeah three. yoga fresh and woodbury Healing Elements in St. Paul and Studio One in White Bear and Roseville. Sweet. Yeah. Seven classes a week right now. And seven. I, seven. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's good. I um, when you know, starting my business, so I have went from being totally booked to having like four clients. So you know, right. it's like you got to build back up, and so, uh, yoga is the paycheck, and it's also where everything started, and I. I go through ebbs and flows of like, you know, like loving to teach and, and as I go, I'm just getting more comfortable or like getting to know the classes that I really have passion for and the classes I don't, you know? So like, mm-hmm. I, I love a good flow class. I love to take a flow class, a heated flow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite class to teach. I don't dislike it, but if I had to choose, I would choose like a yoga nidra or a yin or any yeah. meditation. Yeah. Can you tell us about yoga nidra? Yeah. I did my yoga nidra training in San Diego with Katya Lovejoy, which is just the most banging name ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, and she's very amazing. She is a trained hypnotist. So oh, it's sweet. very closely related to hypnosis in that you're getting into the hypnagogic state. That's the goal of yoga nidra. And so there's a bunch of steps, you know, a bunch of different meditation techniques. Loosely, you start with some asana, some, you know, um, movement, little mm-hmm. yoga. And then you move into Shavasana or, you know, resting on your back, propped up usually, you know, with bolsters and all that good stuff. So you're comfortable because you're there for about 30 minutes. So I always tell people, get comfy. And then, um, yeah, and then I just guide a bunch of different techniques. So there's a full body scan. There's like a, um, you know, sense awareness, feeling, hearing, seeing, you know, you choose a couple. Then there's some breath. There's a couple other. And then the bulk of it is this like large visualization. So each and I write my own nidras. Every nidra has a theme. So I'll, I have, you know, a whole chakra series of them. I have, um, you know, meeting and finding a spirit guide, spirit animal, just like a vitality, you know, like a um, joy, uh, just anything, right? Like you can yeah. think of any theme and you can make it into it. And so we, I'm super, super connected to and find myself most in myself when I'm in nature. And so almost all of my nidras have no, all of them. I shouldn't say most. They all do have, you're mostly, we're walking through the forest or the mountains or we're on a, at a river or something. And we're, you know, we're seeing and feeling all that. And as well as bringing in these themes and sure. Cool. Maybe we're climbing a mountain to meet our spirit guide. So. Yeah. Have you climbed a mountain to meet your spirit yeah. guide before? I did actually in my <laughs> level one Reiki training. Oh, sweet. It was the first time I did that. I kind of, yeah, stole that little meditation from her and it's an amazing one. What's your guide like? The, well, so I have you know, we all have like about five or six mm-hmm. and it's our core team. My one so far, the only one that wants to hang out with me yet is her name is Maria. Yeah. And she is just like just this beautiful, ethereal, kind of flowy. She looks like she's like straight out of the 70s. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Which is like so kind of where I feel like she's almost like I feel like I was her at some point, you know? Oh, like cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then my, I also have lion that follows me and hangs out with me for now my core beastie have you ever read that book no oh god have to cool. give me that book yeah so my <laughs> core my core spirit animal right now is lion and Sweet. i was i'm just like oh lion i need your help right now you know and then he'll come and hang out with me so yeah yeah um, and cool. i haven't i haven't done a lot to try to um meet my others i've i've asked a couple times and they've been pretty shy and i just don't know maybe i'm just not quite maybe i'm not ready maybe we're not ready together and maybe i'm just supposed to be with Maria right now so that's kind yeah. of where I am in terms of that yeah interesting yeah I'm still exploring that as well yeah how many do you know um I actually don't so actually my dad is a guy yeah which is kind of weird because he's like a parent so it seems weird that he would be a guide but he totally is no but they um, say that that like loved yeah. ones can definitely join the spirit team yeah yeah so he shows up like anytime I'm doing something that results in like spiritual growth for me mm. which is cool cool the only one other than him that i feel like connected to is 
this owl, but it's not the like wise old owl that yeah. you would think. Yeah. It's like a kind of like a cartoony fluffy. Okay. Happy little owl named that's named Theo. Oh, Theo, that's <laughs> awesome! I love it. So love yeah, it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I haven't like they always show up for in in whatever way they're supposed to for a reason, right? right. Like he's trying to yeah. show you something. Maybe just to like challenge your idea of like what a owl spirit guide's supposed to be. You know, yeah. like maybe it's as simple as that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Before you got here, I was doing a little meditation mm-hmm. for connecting to your guides, and they gave me a, a pumpkin. Like, I got a symbol of a pumpkin that just came to me, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's really weird and kind of stupid. <clears throat> I was like, pumpkin has no meaning. Like, it, what is it this? It does. It does. And then as soon as I was done, I Googled it. And yeah. it means, like, a lot of things, actually. It can mean, oh, like, amazing. abundance, or it can mean, like, friendship and connection, mm. or it can mean, because, like, pumpkins grow on a vine, mm. and they grow with others. Mm. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh, and like right before I got here, and like we like we're in our book club together. (laughs) And I was really worried about like money. I I mean, not not worried about it because I'm not like in financial troubles at all, but I was thinking about like what my next few years would look like. And yeah, like pumpkin means abundance. So that's amazing. (laughs) I think, I I know, know. it's just even these weird, and I think sometimes it's, it's almost, I almost like, I always want to run to the computer and like look it up, but sometimes I hold myself back and I'm like, okay. I'm just going to like let this show up and to like, where is pumpkin going to come to me in the next few days? And then mm-hmm. that's, you know what I mean? Cause sometimes I get too caught up in what the internet says or confused yeah. by all the options. Not that you did, did, do, did that. I'm just kind of saying like, yeah, that's no, I know I've like done that. And then I'm like, what? Oh my gosh. And I get worried about it. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, just gonna chill. And I'm gonna like, yeah. let pumpkin come to me in the next few days. I had, I was telling you about my life activation I had today and, um, which is like an energy healing technique and she so we she opens all these these couple points in the back line of the um who does like your teacher the the person who did that life activation so gotcha. a healer yeah an energy healer she did the life activation she opened the these points in the back line of the spine and then after she opened them then she went back and she said okay now I'm just going to read them kind of and like let them sometimes it's a picture a word a, a phrase whatever it is the mm-hmm. first one a chicken <laughs> I was like a chicken okay cool you're vegan <laughs> no like, maybe it's like a little chicken coming to me and being like thanks for being vegan <laughs> and then the next one was a um uh, a whale and then Aww. the next one was amazing it was like this um this like Grecian kind of temple with like me as this like healer that people came to and I've been told by um an astrologer and a couple healers that like I've been a medicine woman in many lives and mm-hmm. so I was just like it was cool to just it's always cool to get it solidified by someone else totally who you've never even spoken to and you're just like oh yeah. okay like yeah, yeah people sure. tell me the right thing you know <laughs> cool yeah yeah awesome. chicken I don't know so speaking of chicken yeah <laughs> how, yeah how and when did you decide to go vegan or at least like yeah plant-based yep so I was vegetarian first and I remember exactly the moment I decided to be a vegetarian. I was on the elliptical machine at Snap Fitness in South Minneapolis, and I was reading Happy Yoga, which is a really good book, but don't read it if you don't want to be vegetarian or if you're, like, easily grossed out by things mm. like that. Um, but maybe everyone should read it then, huh? Because yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to be a vegetarian. No. Um, anyways, it, so he was just talking about, like, you know, and I – I always say like it wasn't this huge sacrifice for me. I didn't grow up eating a ton of meat. I have never been like a steak person, you know, like a cheeseburger and a, like a f- chicken breast. Like that was kind of what I was, you know, bacon, of course, who doesn't eat bacon, mm-hmm. but I was eating that kind of stuff. So I wasn't like, and it wasn't even every meal anyways. And I just decided and I got the elliptical. My husband was there and I walked over to him and I was like, I'm going to be a vegetarian. He was like, no, 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 you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. I'm never eating meat again. And I didn't. And he was not happy about it, but (laughs) he does his best to be supportive. No, he's great. And, um, so that was like maybe four years ago. Okay. Maybe just over four or five years, maybe. And then in San Diego, I knew for a long time that I needed to give up cheese and eggs. Mm -hmm. I wasn't drinking dairy milk for probably even before I was a vegetarian because it just didn't sit well with me. Yeah. Um, but ice cream and yogurt and, you know, all those dairy products and eggs. And I um, just, like, couldn't make myself do it. And then I listened to a podcast, you know, Yoga Girl. 
oh, to yeah. Brayden. Mm-hmm. And uh, she had James Aspie on, and he's okay. like a Australian vegan activist. And he just like talked about the dairy industry, oh. and there was no going back, you know? I yeah. mean, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And it was just like, I, I knew that when I listened to this podcast, that was going to be, that was going to be it. And I avoided it for a long time. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, today's the day I'm going to do it, you know? And I did it and I, yeah, I texted Ryan and I was like, and now I'm a vegan. And he just sent me back to his text message. He was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but again, he's very supportive. We cook, you know, mostly vegan meals. He just add, he'll add a pro, uh, a meat protein to his if, um, yeah. when, and if he wants to. And I mean, he is a total carnivore, eats all, everything he wants, you know, all the mm-hmm. time. So we just make that work. But yeah, I just can't, couldn't go back eggs was like the last big thing because I was like so focused that that was where I was getting my protein mm-hmm. and so it was just like a lot of education of like okay well where can I what other sources can I use to get protein and there's so many like right yeah lettuce has you know like leafy greens are like huge source of protein so mm-hmm. it's still a learning curve though every day I'm still trying to like yeah figure out how to eat that way <laughs> how do you feel compared to before yeah I mean I feel good I feel I don't you know I'm not the person who was like I went vegan and my skin cleared up and my energy boosted like that's 30 pounds right that didn't necessarily happen to me but and I think it's because I was vegetarian for so long and I guess dairy just didn't really affect me that Mm -hmm. bad I do think my skin cleared up a little bit but I also take like acne topical medication so it's like I didn't really have a great opportunity to like actually see what was clearing it up you know Mm mm-hmm but for me, it's it's so, so for me, it wasn't like a physical, I, I feel so much better or so much worse because I was kind of lucky and then it's pretty much stayed the same. For me, it's about like the karma and the, you know, and in that in that book, Happy Yoga, one of the reasons I stopped, I was like, I can't eat meat anymore is because he talks about like the energy of the animal when they're in that moment of, you know, Yeah, it's death. a really bad vibration. And, right, yeah. it goes into them and then you eat that vibration. And, and, and I was just like, oh. God, I got a, I got enough vibration happening around me. You know, like I don't need any more low vibration. Plenty of bad vibes yeah, over here on thanks. my own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm gonna freaking stop fitness. Just look around, you know. Like, and so I, um, so yeah, that was like, and then again, it was just like I, I can't, you know, cows are just, it's, it's sad. So for me, that's yeah. the, the driving force is the treatment and the. I just, there's no reason. I don't think that we need to be eating animals. So, you know, but I, I'm not, I try not to be like a preachy vegan, you know, no one in my life or family is even a vegetarian. So I just try to do my best on my own. You know, I have some friends here and there, but you know, we, I go to like family meals and I like bring my little veggie burger or whatever it is, you know? So, (laughs) so yeah, for me, it's just about like the animals and the treatment and yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It makes me just feel good. Thanks. I've definitely tried to dabble in, like, not eating meat. I mean, I don't really even eat red meat. Yeah. And I eat – I go meatless, like, several days a week. Right. Usually, and you know so. what? Like, that's huge because, like, there's yeah. so many people in this world. Like, my husband grew up in small town, Wisconsin, and to think of not eating meat or, or a dairy product, like, everything mm-hmm. has milk or butter. And I was just on an Alaskan cruise, and I had literally peanut butter and jelly, like, most meals because yeah. on that cruise – no so like if you're going meatless a few days like you're way above most people and like the mm-hmm. most world so you know we all can just we all just have to do the best we can and yeah and if you're you know and even if like I you know some people are like oh it's just so hard to like go out and eat that way and I'm like fine that's fine it is hard I get it you know but mm-hmm. like so then just do your best to eat that way at home and like any impact mm-hmm. you can make is is a impact you know any less product you can buy you know I mean mm-hmm. it's all about what we buy in our money and so yeah and not even in the sense of like animal products really but just like being and doing less in general like consuming less is something that has to happen oh my god yeah it has to like the amount of plastic that we throw out in a single day is absolutely insane and it's, it's like insane. seeping into our water I know. once you start to like look at it and like notice I just started to <clears throat> I bought some like composting garbage bags and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, compost as much as I can and throw, you know, as much as I can in here. And I like filled up a bag like in a day mm-hmm. because I'm a vegan and uh, I shouldn't say, you know, I hate to kind of put labels, you know, I just eat plant-based. That's what I like to say, you know, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, I, I, I eat honey. I don't think that's harmful to bees. And I, um, what's the other? Oh, I have like some fish here and there. So, you mm-hmm. know, vegans don't call me and, you know, yell at me, but it's like, you know, <laughs> so you just they have could. to like do your, well, I probably will. <laughs> you probably, you just do your best, you know, but anyways, so like, and so, so I eat, so I prepare and eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. And so all of that was going in my garbage, in my non-compostable garbage bag, just yeah. sitting in the landfill. And I'm just like, I want to like go back and just try to take it all back, you know, but now I can do is just go forward. So yeah, it's, it's huge. It's yeah. huge. The amount of garbage we produce. And the thing about plastic bags is that it Ugh. gets trapped in there. So the food, you can't like put food in a garbage bag and expect it to compost. It no. Doesn't, it doesn't work that way. No. Like, once it's in that plastic bag, it's trapped there. It stays forever. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one really good thing about San Diego, California in general was that when, while we were there, they passed the law, whatever bill to, that you had to start paying for plastic bags at every single store. So, mm-hmm. so in a day, the amount of people bringing in their own bags, even for 10 cents, right. went way up. In a huge state like that, that was yeah. so cool to see. And yeah, and then bags, and then a lot of, um, you know, stores and stuff would just bought better bags and mm-hmm. would like, you know, buy paper bags and things. So, I wish we would do that here because I know when you go to Walmart and you just like see the people leaving with 50 plastic bags in their cart. I know. And I'm like, why? Why do you need all those plastic bags? You could put, and the people at Walmart are like, I don't shop at Walmart that much because it drives this, because of this fact, drives you so nuts. But they put like one thing in a plastic bag. I know. My mom and are like, you can put more than that. Like, I'll carry it on my arms. I don't. <laughs> and with like reusable bags, they're just way more convenient because you can fit like 10 times as yes. much. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, it, it makes me like upset to see that people bring back their plastic bags and they put it in the little recycling thing at Walmart. And like, no shame if you do this. It's just because you don't know. Like mm-hmm. the rest of the world doesn't know this. Mm-hmm. When you bring those plastic bags back to recycle them, they're never actually recycled because that level of plastic is not recyclable. So they just throw them in the garbage. Yeah. So plastic is, you know, like when you look at the bottom of a milk jug or something, it has like a number on it and it's like one through nine. Mm -hmm. The only number of plastic that's actually recyclable is one. It's number one and it's only recyclable x amount of times oh my god yeah so yeah so then all these things that are like this bottle was made out of recycled and then you can't recycle yeah. it again yeah oh that's I know, insane. It's insane and i heard too that <clears throat> actually even though we're like you know giving things to the recycling every week or whatever most of it's just getting thrown in the garbage because like china stopped buying it because mm-hmm. they were like buying all our plastic to like mm-hmm. make their plastic stuff with and now they're like don't want it anymore so now all these recycling places are just throwing it in the landfill anyways Yep, and then it's also like, the U.S. like ships a ton of plastic to be processed overseas, yeah. which doesn't get recycled overseas. It's just like literally all it's. We're just like shifting us. garbage yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's really, it's really scary. scary, really scary. Yeah, yeah. I know. I listened to this podcast the other day with this um, woman who was um, an environmentalist, and she was just talking about how like everything is so every industry is so intertwined with the other and that like if you it's so hard for environmentalists and for just anyone kind of trying you know to like unwind the threads of it all because it's just like it's all so driven by money mm-hmm. and it's all so interconnected that's like it almost it was it, felt, it almost feels impossible to kind of like mm-hmm. you know break these ways that we do things you have to work really hard to waste less yeah you have to work exceptionally hard oh to not yeah waste and people anything. are lazy yeah <laughs> we don't want well, to and it's like you know, a lot of people are just not connected to nature. Or they don't yeah. understand what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, who isn't guilty of that to some extent? Oh, 100%. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm nowhere near perfect at it. I'm, like, will totally be honest and say that I just stopped using plastic baggies. Like, I like was using them. Like, bags and stuff, you mean? Yeah. Just, yeah, like, anything right. to, to store in the fridge, to just, like, put mm-hmm. my tempe in, you know? Like... I was just, I like woke up one day and I was like, holy crap, I go through a lot of plastic baggies and where do they go? Right in the garbage. And they stay there forever and ever and ever. So I got some of that beeswax wrap and it's like my favorite thing. It's way easier than a baggie. I use it over and over. It's it's the best thing. So, I mean, yeah, I just, there's so many areas to learn and to improve in. I know. But this earth is the only one we have and she's so beautiful and special. And yeah, like you said, so many people are, they don't even look up at the sky. 
or yeah. like down at the ground. Like they, they don't even, they're literally not aware of their physical bodies, first of all, much less the body, the earth that we're all living on. So it's, mm-hmm. we have to start there, reconnecting people. Right. And it's just kind of like, I mean, that's just the way it goes, right? When you live in a city and you, yeah, and you don't have outdoor space or you have a six month long winter and you don't yeah. necessarily like yeah. want to get outside during yeah. that. It's just, it's so easy to fall into this cycle of like wasting and thinking that all of our resources are endless yeah. or renewable when none of them are. No, I just, I know we were, when we were just in Alaska and they're just talking about like, you know, oil and gold. And I just think all I can see when I think about that is literally just like this picture of us just like ripping and draining and drawing this out of Mother Earth and... Mm-hmm. with nothing with no care in the world of how she feels or how it affects her which in turn affects us you know what I mean it's it has to be I just read in big magic today mm-hmm. that um you know the about like it has to be a reciprocal relationship and that like we love mother earth but yes she also loves us you know mm-hmm. to like to know you have a place on on her but like that it's just like you know two-way thing and yeah you just... have you totally have to understand that like the earth does love us back. Oh, like, yeah. You can't deny the healing energy of going outside in nature. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's no. just love from the earth for uh, sure. Yeah. It's yeah. my favorite meditation is to, like, ground and root. So I just put that yeah. in my newsletter this this month. Yeah. Man, yeah. It's I, – I, I do think that shamanism is definitely in my – was maybe in a past life or is coming up in this life. That It's something I'm continually drawn to. Yeah. But I've just been guided to wait – on it i'm not really sure why but yeah that's kind of where i am with it cool just don't know if i'm quite ready for it yet but yeah it's it's huge that to me is like the medicine of everything you know and i like want to learn more about plant medicine and mm-hmm. i'm a training junkie i just want to do them all yeah. <laughs> i learned everything yeah <laughs> yeah but in the oh, meantime so you have cool. to try to heal people yeah. <laughs> and heal yourself you know like i am totally i have a healer i am by no means anywhere near being yeah. healed quotes you know i mean it is a constant journey yeah totally and you know it's like when you're the person that's giving reiki to somebody Mm -hmm. you're also receiving it oh yeah yeah it's so cool it's kind of like a two-way street totally get it when you use it on somebody else yeah and i think like i'm today i just had a conversation with this woman that did life activation for me um about creating boundaries Mm -hmm. because i'll a lot of times go home from sessions and the next day i'll have these you know the other day i was just really sad and like crying a lot and just feeling really heavy and then it just hit me like this isn't mine you know like this isn't my sadness and the person who I'd worked with is is dealing with some sadness you know and so don't you clear when you're done yeah I do and I try to set boundaries when I start so it's just a process of learning you know and so that's this training I'm in right now is going to help me to just develop more tools so yeah yeah, I do I mean I try to do the best I can you know in my space I can't burn so I try to use oils and things and, and burn when I get home but but yeah I mean it's you know it's hard to not take on stuff and we're all taking on uh, all the, everybody's energy all day long so especially yeah, when you're sure. so deep in someone's healing it can be tough I know but yeah yeah I did a little bit of Reiki on mm. my friend's newborn the other day <gasps> Yay! and he was fussing for like uh-huh. literally a half an hour and it was because we were drinking so she couldn't feed him oh and he wasn't taking the bottle mm. he's super new like only two weeks old oh so. my gosh wow <laughs> and so she was just holding him and i was like okay i'm gonna give him reiki and yeah. see what happens yeah within 10 seconds he seriously shut up and fell asleep it was babies so and dogs awesome. babies and dogs love it <laughs> that's amazing yeah. good for you i know isn't so it just cute. so fun to like have that tool yeah to use i know when my um after my myofascial training my niece is um five and I just, she always is like, auntie, massage me, you know, and so I'll like rub her little shoulders or something, and mm-hmm. she's like, I don't hurts, and we're okay, and, but anyways, I, so I was like, let me do some massage on you, and then my sister was like, do my fascial on Betty, you know, her name is Betty, and um, so I like did it, and she started unwinding within like two seconds, like really? so fast, and because kids, and like babies, and you know, animals, their um, guards are so down, right, they don't have these walls that we have built up, so it's hard for an adult to unwind, because oh, that that's weird, I'm gonna look weird, I'm gonna sound weird, mm-hmm. and she just like started like unwinding, and then she kind of like, she's a little bit, I don't know, very, very aware of her, uh, too aware, I think, you know, of like what people, how she is seen, Oh, even sure. at five I'm like oh my gosh you just let that crap go you know yeah but she anyway she like started unwinding and I was like KJ look like look look and she like and then Betty noticed and she was like 
I don't like this massage and like got up and went oh. away you know but like <laughs> just it's just amazing to see that like yeah it's how fast it can happen and like John Barnes would literally touch someone and they would begin to unwind because he's just like so tuned in and centered that's how this whole thing is just like be centered when you're doing it be centered and yeah chill and, that's awesome yeah anyways tangent but yeah. yeah what do you think is next for you in your business or in your life or um well business wise I just want to continue you know to build and um try to reach as many people as I can and the, the message that I just want to teach people and especially with Reiki and well fascial too is that you you are your best healer and like I can be here and and, and you know facilitate this in terms of tools and, and teach you things but at the end of the day you're taking that energy with you or you know you have these myofascial techniques you can do on your own and so just to like teach everybody that they can be their own healer and to keep reminding my own self that too mm-hmm. um yeah and i just want to keep building and i'd love someday to have my own beautiful space that i can decorate and you know just have it be the energy i really want it to be and so someday i'll get there we I know that I am meant to be living in the mountains. And mm-hmm. so I don't know where specifically that is. For a while, I thought it was Colorado. But I'm getting a lot of just random messages that, like, n- no, just no, it's not Colorado. So I'm, like, I'm being led towards Idaho a little bit more. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's just, like, sort of this, like, secret that's, like, so beautiful in yeah. Idaho with the mountains. So I just know I need mountains and, and trees and, like, you know, every morning I do my my visualization of, you know, waking up in my my beautiful home that's just the right size. You know, I've never been a person that needs like a giant mansion, but mm-hmm. it's just like and I have this porch and I go out and I have animals and dogs everywhere and I you know, look up and I see the mountains and I take a walk through the woods and that's like my first thing I do every day and and I'd love some kind of online platform, right? So that mm-hmm. I can live in the mountains and still make a living. Yeah. Because mountain towns are impossible to you know make a good living in Mm -hmm. so some kind of online platform I do I have a chakra workshop series that I do so I'm trying to kind of transition those you know into online so you know people can do those on their own and like you said earlier though I kind of don't know what it looks like or where I'm supposed to go so we'll see I'd love to do like a business coach you know but yeah so cool yeah I just see you you doing like environmentalism or some sort of yeah I'd love to do like more of you know vegan um just not even vegan but just like you know animal rights and just like gently helping people see what's really happening you know in these factories and in these slaughterhouses and Mm -hmm. you know what organic and what free range and what you know what that means and how literally it means nothing and you know mm-hmm. um just to like source things correctly but that's a journey that I really need to go on to m- myself first before I can really start to for sure. do that for other people but yeah I'd love to and me and I feel like that's maybe the shamanism pieces that I can really deeply connect to the earth myself more so than I already am and then I can bring that into people you know and like teach them yeah about the earth and how amazing yeah. she is so yeah thank you for that yeah awesome. that's, that's a good push for me <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. how about you cool about what where do you see yourself oh god I have no idea <laughs> probably gonna have to cut this out no <laughs> no you're gonna be amazing I just see it I feel like you're when you said that earlier I, and you can cut this out but I just think like you are some kind of like coach or like facilitator or like leader of some kind and like maybe you're not like doing the grounds on healing and maybe you mm-hmm. are but maybe that's not ex- you know like you're kind of like in the other side of it like mm-hmm. you have a podcast like I would have no freaking clue how to like run a podcast you know so oh, like you can so hard. teach people how to do podcasts you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean I feel like that's kind of more I don't know but yeah that's no just I totally I agree with that and like Reiki you know it's weird about Reiki because I feel like you don't go nobody seeks it out like it comes to you always yeah. and it has this like I don't know this creepy little thing where it sort of taps you on the shoulder and it's like you know like hey. listen to me hey yeah. I'm here for you now yeah and I don't even know what it was or how I ended up getting my Reiki but me too I never imagined myself doing one-on-one sessions with people mm-hmm. and I still don't mm-hmm. and so since I've gotten it I've gotten like a vision of me and I'm sitting in what I assume is the home that Mackenzie and I will buy mm-hmm. and it's kind of like downstairs in the dark a little bit and I'm surrounded by like salt lamps and I'm wearing like jeans and a peach colored shirt and I look kind of like dressed up okay and I'm like just sitting in a chair waiting for people to come 
And I know that it's a group thing. Cool. Like I'm supposed to be like teaching or leading yeah. a group. Yeah. But I have no idea what it is. And that's, that's all amazing. I've gotten so far. So that's amazing. I don't and know. That's like all we'll you need see. right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is, but it's not. Yeah. I, I like Well, yeah, you know, I know, like, but you, yeah. <laughs> I go through the phase of like, what kind of healer am I? Yeah. Help me. I know. Give me an answer. Well, we all do, but that's like the yeah. that's like if there's a stereotypical path of a healer, that's it, you know? And yeah. like I mean, I had huge imposter syndrome coming on this podcast. I'm like, who the heck am I to like talk about that? I don't know anything, you know? Like, but you you do and you just have to like step into your power. And that's one of my things my healer is just really helping me do is like see these past life heal this healer that I was and like try to come back to it and part of mm-hmm. me is so frustrated because it's like how did I stray so far when I was like at this amazing place let me just go back to that life and like be there and doing that you know well, like, you could have been 60 in that life <laughs> I know but still it probably was amazing you know so yeah. I don't know but yeah I think that it's um I think that I mean I want to be a, a facilitator too I really enjoy that I'm um going to be doing a Reiki one training oh sweet uh attunement at healing elements in the fall so cool. i'm just developing that right now i'm really excited yeah that's super cool <laughs> nervous of course but excited. yeah awesome well i will link all of your information i guess in awesome. the show notes yeah um, what do you have a preferred means of communication if people want to reach out to you yeah just probably my email is best sure yeah okay. and i can give you like my business one and yeah my can put all my mala stuff on there and yeah maybe i'll do like a little discount or something if people are like i heard you on the podcast for like oh, a package yeah. that'd be cool <laughs> keep her in mind yeah <laughs> yeah so my healing sessions are like you know myofascial cupping energy work reiki we do some visualization it's just kind of depends on what you come in that day and what you need so it, it, it varies sure yeah awesome. ever changing <laughs> thank you so much for yeah, coming on thank you, have, you so much you for having so me so much amazing info oh this was so much I fun i can't believe it went so fast yeah it did i want to like do it again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we should do more episodes. Okay, awesome. For real. Yeah, we could talk more like spirit guides and crystals. Yeah, and... no, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, Stacey. Yeah.